we can challenge ourselves, we can seek disconfirmation and welcome debate to solve a problem and to identify if a social norm is actually there. It's sometimes worthwhile analyzing if we are being a supporting and if we are being the people that we believe we are. Urban Jungle brings stories from people around the globe that design and build a better world. I am Magda Flores and this is Urban Jungle. Welcome. Did you know that where we live and how we interact affects our well-being? Yet, when we talk about well-being, we tend to talk about me. Well-being is about we, the community and the environment we live in. It is time to shift the paradigm from me to we. Check out the Urban Wellbeing Training courses developed in partnership with the UK's Chartered Institute of Water and Environmental Management at www.siwem.org. Have you heard about willful blindness? It is a very interesting topic and actually how that links to social norms. So that's what we will focus on today. So let me tell you that Daniel Kahneman is the founding father of modern behavioral economics and he is the author of Thinking Fast and Slow. So if you manage to read through that book, uh, congratulations, it does take a, a little time. And he basically explains the machinery of thought. He divides the brain into system one and system two and to make sense of it basically. The system one is the intuitive brain and system two is delivered thought. So, seems very straightforward. So system one, which is the fast one, allows the a part of the brain that deals with automatic and quick thoughts. The one, the thoughts like having breakfast, we don't think too much about it. We can just do it, little effort. And system two, it refers to the mental activities that demand a little more effort. So it is the subjective experience of agency, of freedom, of choice, of concentration. And we understand that, that is the thinking brain. Now, what happens when we are tired? We kind of say to ourselves, we are paying attention. But you know what? Paying attention is not the answer because it makes us blind to the obvious. So we think we are concentrating, but we really aren't. And that reminds me of a topic called willful blindness. It refers to the act of intentionally shutting our own eyes and we are oblivious to what's going out there. It is conscious avoidance. It is referred to as deliberate ignorance. Margaret Heffernan wrote a lot about willful blindness. But what does that mean in terms of our freedom to think and act? Or is it actually that is to do with culture? So we obviously have our community level culture that helps us or hinders or encourages us to do things. But also we have a family level that gives us opportunities. So in a culture where people do not understand when a person says no, and no means no, then people that don't understand that and they not understanding because they are being willfully blind 
or because they label it as positive persuasion or they are thinking that they are making promises or grooming people, right? What is very interesting is when women particularly are groomed to have low-paid jobs. Are they using their agency, their freedom to get these low-paid jobs or are they being groomed to go in that direction? Now, this is down to coercive and controlling behavior and that would be an extreme form of psychological and emotional abuse. Or is it actually something completely different? Is it actually that it is a subtle hook and we bite? And make no mistake, when an individual is coerced to doing something they don't want to do and that person says no and the other insists that it should happen, it is emotional abuse. Even if it may seem subtle, like a person trying to go for a certain career and not being allowed it. Now we um, set boundaries and of course we need to understand what we want and sometimes we all need to think a little and that's where we have to use our brain to, our system to, and say hold on a minute, do I want this or do I not? But what happens is this willful blindness or the brain, the system too, the real thinking system that actually does not want to engage. And this has whatever it is, whether it is willful blindness, whether it is a cultural coercion, a cultural element, the subtle hook uh, that people bite, or whether it is um, the system too really not engaging, it can have a detrimental effect on people's ability to make decisions and ability to work. It basically means that someone going, for example, for a job and developing an income, an income gives surplus and surplus gives investment and investment can develop wealth and social escalation or simply a challenge and enjoyment. So it is very interesting that as a society, sometimes we are not actually getting to this gender equality that we are hoping by 2030. So the Human Development Report Gender Inequality Index is a measure of women's empowerment in health, education and economic status. And it shows that it would take 257 years to close the gender gap in economic opportunity. And you know, we should have many more people among these 193 countries, 15 women in 2014, and we only have uh, 21. We should have many, many more now. This culture, willful blindness, system two that doesn't engage actually affects our gender social norms. So we do have social norms, and these norms are in four elements, in four very specific areas, educational, economic, physical integrity, and political. So the way that people think or do not think in our various cultures has an effect in our education. In terms of this education, when a family create barriers 
for women to move from the education that they've had, whether it is um, sixth form education, high school, uh, college, university, apprenticeship, whatever it is education that they've had, and encourage men particularly to continue to develop their careers or their jobs or their companies, but guide women away from their desire to do the same, then we are grooming them into something different. Why are we as sometimes communities and sometimes as families doing this disparity? And we do know uh, that this happens because we have social movements such as hashtag maybe he doesn't hit you where we do know that women particularly are not experiencing the support from their men so mothers what are we doing with our kids it is down to the family to help our boys and girls be supportive of boys and girls when they grow older and the huge knock-on effect of this gender inequality is when we move on to the economic side of things and often we actually identify that it happens in not quite developed places however let me tell you something i used to play a game i first uh, well one of my jobs was to work in manchester and my game was to go into the meeting room and find out how many people were men how many people were women and yes very often would be 20 men or 15 men and then i think okay out of those i would guess how many would be blue-eyed green-eyed or brown-eyed like me and of course yes the answer is most of the time i was the only woman most of the time i was the only one with brown eyes but then i moved from manchester to london and I thought things would be far more equal and, uh, and that there would be many more women executives and women at high levels. And guess what? <laughs> that didn't happen. So um, we still need to do an awful lot in London, in UK, in Europe to create that level of equality because it's not happening quickly enough, as quickly as women would like it. And I think, yes, the educational element moves on to having an impact on the economic setup. And in 50 countries where women are more educated than men, they receive an average 36% less income than men, despite devoting more time to work. There's a little bit of... Um, having to align our figures and the figures are only a representation of what's happening there but also the physical integrity because many celebrities have actually come out talking about harassment at work and that is unacceptable but we also know that it happens not just in the US and in Europe but also in other places where we know for example that in India people are really pushing towards a social movement for hashtag I will go out. Women in India demand right to fair and equitable access to public spaces. And it, it should be 
that, it should be, we shouldn't be looking at hashtag me too. Hashtag me too against sexual abuse and sexual harassment. Do we really need Alicia Milano or Winnie Paltrow or Jennifer Lawrence to actually say, come on guys, ladies, let's, uh, let's make sure that this doesn't happen because this is unacceptable. And of course, one that is um, very close to to my culture, which is the female homicide, the hashtag ni una mas in Latin America, that is just unacceptable. And sometimes this is not being sorted out at the right government levels or public levels. So it is just not not right. So physical integrity, we should be safe to go to work. We should be safe to travel with our kids and have no issue. And the economic impact is massive. The emotional impact on society. If as a woman I have to take a taxi, <laughs> ages ago I actually used to travel a lot through Latin America for various different bids and contracts in the water sector. And I remember I was traveling and then I went to London to go to the theatre and my husband did say, oh please, um, you're going to take a taxi, aren't you, on your way back from the theatre? And I thought, no, 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 I'll just take an underground. He said, oh, well, it would be so much better if you actually took a taxi. And I thought, hold on, I've just come back from Argentina. When I was in Argentina and in Bolivia and places, you never ask what kind of transport I was taking from one place to another. And he said, yeah, but I don't know those places. But I tell you what, I know the part of London you are going to. And it would make me feel so much happier and safer that you please take a taxi on the way back in the area that you are going to. And that that actually made me realize how each community is different wherever you are. And sometimes we all can be a little bit blasé or blind as to what surrounds us. And sometimes it's the market sector, sometimes it's the town, the city, or the people. And we assume that everybody is like us, that if everybody's working in IT, everybody is IT literate. And, and we have to open up a little bit more and realize that sometimes it is not like that. And certainly in the political arena, I would really love to see many more LGBTs and women in the political side of things, which we don't often see. I know the world is changing, but it is not changing fast enough. And I think the only person responsible for using our subjective brain, our system too, is each one of us. So no one can think for us, but how do we know that we are thinking with system two rather than system one. Imagine there's a list of seven digits and that your priority is to be thinking of those seven digits and to remember them. So if we were offered a chocolate cake and a salad, which one would we go for? Now, because we are so distracted in remembering these seven digits, system one, our intuitive brain, is likely to just not evaluate and just go for the chocolate cake. Indeed, I would certainly do that. We can't be distracted. We require self-control to be able to be governed by our system two, not our system one. So there is a way 
of uh, breaking free from the patterns of thinking where we normally live. One way of doing that is to analyze information from a different perspective. How about we solve a family problem using a business tool? For example, uh, risk analysis, right? Risk analysis is measured in terms of likelihood of occurrence and impact. And we know that it could be high, medium, low. There are many ways of doing it, but you can just give a number, three, two, one, high, medium, low, uh, multiply it, and you get the score. And with that, we can actually identify what the risks are. And we know that risks are things that may or may not happen. However, we do know that um, issues are things that are likely to happen. And therefore, it's no longer a risk, of course, but many people get confused between those two. And we can then identify opportunities. So if we look at a problem in a different way, away from noise, or trying to understand if noise is actually real, what if it's just people talking out there? What if it's just ideas that come from one's childhood that are just causing a little bit of disturbance, but actually are not present and are not real? And by using a method, whatever method it is, it could be a mind map. What we are trying to achieve is to be able to understand the social norms, whether we can actually adapt our behaviors to support others around us and for us to actually be happy people that achieve what we need and want to achieve and that we become a little bit more introspective from a willful blindness perspective where we are assuming that we are blind by definition then we can challenge ourselves we can seek this confirmation and welcome debate how many of us sometimes just don't want to get into that because we are tired so when we want to solve a problem and to identify if a social norm is actually there are we grooming our youngsters to go in one direction or another? Are we actually supporting? And it's sometimes worthwhile just analyzing if we are being a supporting and if we are being the people that we believe we are. We don't have to do it all the time, but if we do it occasionally, we can realign and see things from a different perspective, read different theories, or have a Spice Girl moment. What do I really, 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 really want to do? or incredibly use a very simple method which is the five whys i do this why and why again and it gives me an answer and why and why and when we get to the fifth time we hopefully actually identify areas that we can improve and we can understand when we are given lots of information we need to understand the information that is relevant and we can have our working teams in the organization be more efficient because the answer is already there. All we need to do is listen. And the point is trying to avoid willful blindness, making sure that we use our system to a little bit more in order to present some better framework and challenge a little bit the genders and social norms that we have out there that are at the moment not serving everybody. This is Urban Jungle with your host, Magda Flores. Thanks for joining. And if there is a topic or people you would like to hear from, all you have to do is drop me a line. My email address is urbanwsolutions at gmail.com.